Wow. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> I'm Marie. And I'm Nicolina. And it's been quite some time. And we are alive. We are not we're, the ghosts of Girlfriend's Pals. We're here. Sorry that it took us so long to get our shit together. Yeah. We, um, I, I really appreciate you guys reaching out and, like, asking oh, where the hell we are. That means a lot to us. Yeah. Um, and, and we're, like, obviously, we're... We don't mean to leave you guys hanging because I hate that when yeah. you're like Joy. depending on content or like a show you love or yeah. whatever, and then it's just like a piece, and then it's gone, and we and didn't even give you any warning. Yeah, we. If someone said like, um, I looked for some like reason, like, w- like, like did I miss something? Episode like, or something? Yeah, like they were They're just looking for a reason why. <laughs> like they like searching our friends on I Instagram. So like, bad. are they still friends? Yeah. Like, what's happening? And, which, as we a matter are. of fact, like, I actually had a restraining <laughs> order against Marie, so it's just been lifted. Um, she's finally allowed back in my That's home. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Just joking. Um, yeah. And, oh, I really quickly wanted to say, too, I deleted the social media apps from my phone, so for anyone that has written to me, <laughs> thank you. I love you too and miss you missed you too. Haven't read your messages though, and that's why. Um, just one honestly, my, everyone's like, why did you delete your social media when I tell them? Yeah. And I just say I didn't even ask. Oh, that's fine, whatever. I don't, I don't I care. Like, like who cares? No. Um, but people keep asking me and I just keep telling them the truth, which is honestly, I just wanted to to know what life was like without them. Yeah, fair. Like I've never, like, since I was, since what, 2006 when we started on MySpace? Yeah. I've never not had social media. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just wanted to see what my life would be like without them. And honestly, it's been lovely. Yeah. Like, it's been a lovely break. Mm-hmm. I'll probably come back to it at some point. Yeah, well, now that we're back, you might need to a little. Oh, uh, yeah, just a little. Like, yeah, maybe just, just to post, like, yeah. once. I might just, like, download it when I need to post something, quickly check the messages from our friends that listen to the podcast, and then delete it off my phone again, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, or at least just keep the paranormal Instagram up and, like, or keep that one alive yeah, while fair. I take myself off my personal one. Fair. Um, also, we wanted to say go this ahead. is the first time that you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably won't get to, like, the... Uh, spooky story, paranormal content for another 10 minutes. So yeah. you might want to just fast forward a little bit because we just kind of uh, share a, a little bit about ourselves, especially since this is our first episode back in three months. Yeah. So. Yeah. What to expect from this podcast. We talk about our lives for a little bit because we have dedicated listeners that are interested. Mm-hmm. Then we read each other our horoscopes. Then we tell each other a true ghost story. Mm-hmm. Then we play a game that we like to call Fuck, Mary Kill which I have a great idea for today, great. so I'm very excited about that. I'm super stoked. And then, and then that's it. That's and it. then, oh, we read a hometown story we do at do some that. point, and I, that's do it. Do we have any new ones? <laughs> Probably. I Probably. Looked. We haven't even we'll looked at our to email. We'll pause at some point and figure it out, but... That's cool, what guys. you can expect. We came prepared. Yeah. If you're here for like some, for like a really deep dive investigative paranormal podcast, this isn't the... We're not experts. This isn't... Yeah, this isn't the I am not a paranormal investigator. No, we're not paranormal investigators. We're just two friends. I'm just a Scorpio rising. Yeah. Yeah, I can't Which remember. Which almost the I same am. thing. Oh, I'm but... Libra rising, I think. I can't remember. Uh, or no, Cancer. I'm a can- have an emotional bitch. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, we're not an investigative podcast. We're, we don't, like, 
like go on a ghost walk or like play with Ouija boards or anything on the podcast. We tell each other true ghost stories. We're two friends who like talking about it and are interested in it, but not so interested in it that we want to partake in anything because we're a I mean, little I mean, like, afraid. we would, but, like, it's not part afraid. of the podcast. Yeah. Like, I'll get my tarot cards read, and that's about as totally. far as I go. Totally. Um, and that's it. So that's what you can expect from the podcast. So if you're looking for somebody who's, like, a ghost expert or something like that, this isn't the platform to listen to that. But if you want to feel like you're hanging out with your friends at a sleepover party telling scary stories, this is the place for you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So what's going on the last three months? So, I mean, we talk almost every day still. We do. We do. <laughs> um, especially during the restraining order, we had to <laughs> find creative, find ways. creative ways to speak. <laughs> um, so has it been, it's been honestly four months really? since um, our live episode. Oh my god, yeah. That it's was been a, that almost was four Halloween. months since our live episode, and we only had one other episode Ventful after women. that, which yeah. is Ventful Women. Um, so, in those four months, I found my future husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, a, but, actually, but actually, that wasn't a joke. Like, no, but actually. <laughs> but actually, I found the love of my life. Yeah. Um, and I no longer had my job. Yeah. Um, and then I got a new job, Mm -hmm. so that was in the last two months, Mm -hmm. was that whole transition, um, and my boyfriend's family got some bad news about, um, I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but basically a lot of things happened when the new year started, Mm -hmm. and it really, we had initially just thought we were gonna take a month off of, like you'll see Vengeful Woman was like the 25th of November, Yeah, and we were like, okay, we're gonna just take a month off. We're gonna take December, and then like maybe the first week of January. Sure, like, yeah, and no one will notice, we'll we'll just have no, like not two episodes in there. Yeah, whatever. But then that all happened, like basically the first week of January was a shit show. Legit all the January. We were both super sick. I was sick for like a month. Yeah. Like that was insane. Yeah. Remember, like you just texted me the other day being like, you've been sick a lot lately. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. But now I'm I'm fine. I feel like healthier than ever. Yeah. I think it was like <laughs> until the middle of January, like the 14th of January, when I like started to like regain some energy and yeah. like feel like I was like, but I, I couldn't do anything for the no. for like two full weeks. Like no. I was just like, I don't want to do anything. My energy's just gone. I'm like... Yeah. So are we sure that we didn't have coronavirus back then? Like Possibly. I feel like that was I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what it was or if it was just the flu that like was lying dormant for like a week or two and then would pop back up again. Yeah, it was like yes. it was bad. Yeah, it like, was I was it wasn't just like a normal like no. oh, I don't feel well. I was like I'm no, I'm incapacitated. Yeah. I'm on my couch sweating and then yes. and then like shivering. Yes. Brutal. Same. So, wow. yeah, so it's really just been, like, in the last, like, three to three weeks to a month where we're, yeah. like, okay, we and not might only be able that, to get back to this. Well, yeah, not only that, but then you got a new job. Yes. And it was, like, well, I don't, like, we're not going to, you know, like, learning a new job is mentally exhausting, which leads to physical ex- exhaustion. And I just wanted to make sure, or we just wanted to make sure that Nicolina was First of all, doing a good job at her brand yes. new job. Yes. And second of all, like that's kind of our priority. Like at the like of course. I love doing the podcast, but it's not our priority. We have another jobs and beautiful lives and other part things. of this new job is yeah. that oh, yeah. it's a big 
platform, like I'm now going to be running my own business podcast Mm -hmm. through there. So this outlet that was purely for entertainment and like social purposes for us has now become something that is paying me in a sense. Yeah. Like, so that's really nice to have like this make an impact in my professional life as well. Yeah. 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 I'm super stoked. So yeah. And Marie was renovating her basement. I renovated my basement. I, I felt like, well, I was really sick for like a month and yes, I felt like mentally too. I was just like, yeah, I was just like not in a good place. And lately things have been a lot better and I got a new washer dryer today. So that's exciting. (laughs) That is exciting. I love that shit. All right, so uh, yeah. do you want to see what our horoscopes have yeah, yeah, in yeah. store for us? Yeah, let me read yours for you. Okay. Hold up. Okay. <laughs> the significant other in your life needs your support, not a lecture right now, Leo. Let him or her know you're available to listen and help in any way, but don't smother your partner with kindness. He or she will come to you when ready. In the meantime, Leo, take care of your physical needs. If your body craves exercise, why not increase your jogging miles or add extra time to your gym workout? Absence does make the heart grow fonder, after all. Um, so very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just saying how um, my boyfriend is currently on call at work mm-hmm. and has a lot of like family demands at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like... The thing is that I really don't like clinginess and neediness uh-huh. in relationships, I find I get very bored very quickly from it. Yeah. So, I mean, for my own self, absence makes the heart grow fonder as well. Um, but, oh, um, a, a cat just cried. Um, but also, I can, I do love quality time and affection and all that. So, mm-hmm. when I'm lacking it, I can get, like, a little bit, like, bummed out yeah but yeah I'm not gonna lecture about someone trying to make money and help their family yeah clearly not obviously yeah totally okay with it um good we are like totally just good at communicating yeah what our needs and boundaries and all that stuff is yeah and the other is very respectful of that yeah so yeah it's it's good um, so let me, Je- jealous. I know I said angels. <laughs> oh, I thought you said jealous, and jealous. I was like, jealous of what? <laughs> jealous. <laughs> yes, we are angels, actually. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm going to read yours now. Okay. Uh, your neighborhood is changing, Gemini, and the change is all for the better. Wonderful new neighbors may have moved in, or perhaps a small gourmet takeout shop has just opened up. It all adds the sense of warmth and community of your town. You spend a good part of the day among your neighbors, encountering them wherever you go as you run errands in town. So my neighborhood is definitely changing. We were just talking about how Mm -hmm. I live in a neighborhood with mostly seniors. So these seniors are now moving to retirement homes and selling their houses. And um, so it is changing. I do have new neighbors and they are nice. Um, I haven't run into any of them yet today except when I was, I forgot to tell you, uh-huh. as I was leaving my house, there's a kid that lives across the street, but he is like, 
he's just a handful. Like, he's very, right. like, and if you get into it, like, if you stop to talk to him, he just doesn't stop talking. So I was leaving, and as I was getting into my car, he yelled out, like, hey! And I just closed my door and started <laughs> Oh, my God. So you're not very friendly with your Okay, neighbors. it would have been a half-hour conversation. Oh, okay. And I was fair already enough. late coming here. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But, and then I did run errands in town, but I went with my friends, and I didn't run into anyone but my friends. Anyway, that's all. That's all. Cool. Cool. That was a cool. weird horoscope. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I guess we can talk about the theme for this episode. Yeah. Um, we decided we're, we're going to be a week, a little over a week late on a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. But we also really haven't done anything around, like, ghost lovers. Yeah. So I think that that's an appropriate one just for February. To, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this any time of the year, whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that it's just a fun one for us to kind of do right now and um I don't know if it was over the over our break or close to it that I saw the Jenny Slate documentary yes so I one of the like you would watch it too and I watched it separately we didn't even talk about it mm-hmm. until today and I was like I'm gonna do the Jenny Slate story that yeah. she shared in her book and in I think she touched on it in the documentary but mm-hmm. not she didn't fully like go into no. it so I'm gonna she's hilarious yeah and she's great and also, she dated Chris Evans, Chris Evans which is something to be coveted yeah I um I saw her live once I saw her you do did stand up. yeah I saw her do stand up was she good she was so funny yeah super funny yeah, yeah I love it. her yeah me too she just reminds me of all the Jewish girls I went to university with yeah like they're all just yeah just the best yeah like, just the greatest the greatest I yeah. just want to be her friend totally <laughs> really just want to hang yeah, out Yeah, like, her. yeah. I feel like she would take applications. Like, that's how, like, 100%. Cool she is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's go shopping and, like, eat eat donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Eat bagels. I um, and so, which one are you doing? Because yours seems really fucking fun. Oh, I'm going to do... So, there's this show on Netflix called Haunted, mm-hmm. and it's about this girl... Um, her name's Hayden, and so she, it's the very last episode of season one, where this ghost falls in love with her, and, and I think she falls, I can't remember if she falls in love with him back or not at the end of it, but I will remember when I start reading my story. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um. You can go first. Okay, I will go first. Mine is not very long. Um, I also had this conversation with Marie, and I guess we can kind of put this out there for the listeners to tell us, but... I feel like they're not going to maybe agree with this strategy, <laughs> but maybe we um, compress some of our episodes to being like more like 35 minute to yeah. 45 minute episodes rather than being a full hour. Mm-hmm. I feel like the content might be sharper and just more concise that yeah, way. for sure. Um, and it also gives us a little bit more bandwidth to work with yeah. in creating content, especially since we have a few podcasts. other podcasts on the go. Yeah, and your work podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this one isn't very long, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's just a very it's a relevant good one. one. It's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. So, um, this is an article, not even an article. This is an excerpt from the Boston Globe, and it was basically just from Jenny Slate's new book called um, Little, sorry, what was it called? I just had it up. Um, Little Weirds by Jenny Slate. So, this is the story about... Um, 
a ghost that she encountered in her childhood home. Yeah. Um, well, her parents encountered it, and then she kind of just learned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of the episode with um, what's it, the guy that we uh, spoke to, the radio. Fearless Fred. Fearless Fred. Yeah. When he talked about his childhood home, mm-hmm. I was like, this is very similar in nature in terms of like the experience. Okay. Like, and kind of like you can kind of sense that presence is there got it but you don't really understand like what the purpose of it or why they're there but anyway so um the i'm gonna read it from her written word okay so when my parents moved into our house in massachusetts the house i grew up in was filled with the furniture of dead people who lived there before and maybe with some of the stuff of the dead lady who lived there before the most recent dead couple. So okay. layers of death Got it. were there. They had to clear a lot of things out and away. They had to make it their own. My mother, getting wheezy because of the dusty runner on the stairs, um, asked my father to rip it up. When they did this, they discovered a package or maybe a few packages of letters. They were love letters. They were written to someone who had lived in the house. But they weren't from the person's spouse. They were from someone else. Another. Oh, shit. It's a little gossipy and scary to tell this story because my parents knew the descendants of the dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Of the person who had this extra love. Got it. Um, therefore, they also knew the descendants of the person who knew nothing about their extra oh. love's love, but walked up and down on the words of that love every day not knowing that little strips of their par- partner's heart were underneath their feet promised to someone else. Oh my god, what a beautiful writer. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like chills. Yeah. The letters were written by a man who sailed the seas. He was a sea captain. A male male. Maybe stoic and rough so that he could stand the seas, but still crackable even while craggy because he had been caught up in, his, in this forbidden love. My father took the letters to his office, thinking that he would write about them. Her father is a writer, an essayist, like, he's a novelist as well. So, um, he was like, oh, this is some great material for me, right? For sure. Um, this is the first step towards seeing a ghost. Oh, boy. Discovery followed by meddling. Taking something into your life, something that is clearly a powerful object from another's life experience. That night, or a few nights later, after her father had taken the letters into his office, Mm -hmm. about to do whatever he wanted with those letters that were not his to basically do with, Mm -hmm. um, her mother smelt my father's pipe smoke. It was late at night, and she called out for him to come to bed, but when she turned over, my father was there, snoozing away. So she said, you left your pipe burning. You're going to burn down this new old house that we just bought. This new old house. Yeah. But my father said that he hadn't smoked his pipe that night. My mother then came to the natural conclusion that there was a robber in our house and that the robber was smoking a pipe while he stole our things. That sounds like Stephen. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because, like, the other night I woke up to a really loud sound. Yeah. I, it woke me from my sleep. And Stephen had fallen asleep on the couch watching basketball or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I yelled out, Stephen! And it woke him up. Oh. And then, like, I woke him up. You thought that it was him, though. Yeah, and then he was like, I was like, what was that noise? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear it. 
So then both of us were sitting there, like, super scared. Oh, no. I was thinking ghost, and then he told me I thought somebody was in the house. Like, I thought there was a, a robber. Oh, no. So it's just funny, but it was, um... It was your cat? No. Your dog? <laughs> no, I have, like, a suction cup in my shower for my razor, oh, and yeah. it, it came undone, it and came my razor undone. fell down. <laughs> That was all. Anyway. Of course it was. <laughs> so, okay. So, currently her mother thinks that there's a robber in the house. Yes. So, her father went out into the hallway to do what to the robber. She, she says she's not sure what she, he was, <laughs> was going to do. do. But what happened was this. My father stood there in the hall, smelling that pipe smell, and watched as a sea captain type person oh smoked a pipe and climbed the stairs. Oh, my God. My father says that he saw the man, but didn't see him. But saw him. Okay. I don't know what my father said to my mother, but somehow she ended up knowing that he had seen a ghost, which is not great for anyone. No. Especially a couple with a young daughter asleep in her bed. Oh. My father knew somebody who knew something about ghosts. This person said that the thing that we know, the, the thing that now we all know is true about ghosts. They have unfinished business. Mm -hmm. Those letters aren't any of your business. Burn the letters and the ghost will go away. And he did. He, my father, burned the letters and he, the ghost, went away, as far as I know. But sometimes we would smell the smell and I would wonder why it was coming back at just that moment. My mother and sister also saw the form of a woman wander out of the den and ascend toward the light fixture in the hall. But I can't seem to find any connection to that story except that it is terrifying and I put it on my list of events that I'm glad I missed. Okay, fair. <laughs> But back to the sea captain and his broken heart. Mm -hmm. I somehow always felt that this was my story as well. Maybe because I was so obsessed with what it would feel like to one day fall in love, to have another person who, who loved you the most and loved you so much voluntarily that it, become, that it became involuntarily. I thought of what his ghost brain must be saying. Was he sad and mad saying, you made me live without you and so I died this way living without you looking for you and now I am quite literally dead on my feet I think I am afraid of this happening to me taking the risk believing that love and its people are not predatory and being a part of the sharing of hearts only to have it be separated and spend all of my living life waiting for the sharing to really turn into the joining of hearts each time I fall in love, I feel fear that the world won't let me be in the world with it. That I either have to pick the world or the love. Did the sea captain pick the love and now he regrets that choice? Is he stuck walking up a staircase for all eternity, stepping with each step on the words that he sent with all his heart, crushing them under his own invisible foot, feeling his real heart break? Did he choose love and it didn't take and now he is stuck in the world without the love forever? I didn't fall in love until many years after I left the house. Sometimes I would fall in love and it would fall apart and I would return to the house to catch my breath. Still alive, still alive. I don't know what makes a ghost a ghost and why they seem to be in interned in a weird, repetitive, emotionally fueled prison. I spent so much time in my childhood trying to figure out why the ghost was even in our house, considering that during his life, he was probably on a big wooden boat most of the time. Right. Maybe he came to our house one afternoon and they had an affair in our house, in one of the bedrooms where, where we all slept like normal people. Maybe he never came to our house, 
but came there in death because he followed his letters, essentially following his heart. Maybe he was trying to get his heart back from our house. I get that. I get why he would go back there for his heart. I love the house, and every time I go out into the world and get my heart busted up, I retreat back to the old ghostly house in Milton, Massachusetts, hoping to become myself again, and to have one more chance, just one more chance to share my heart, and to share it successfully enough that I become a ghost one day, there's at least another ghost right beside me. And I have its heart and it has mine and we had and we had the world together. This is what I believe can happen to me. I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I believe this can happen to me. Jenny. So sweet, but so sad what that an angel. The sea captain never found, got his love. I wonder if the girl that they saw was the woman after they burned the letters being like, where the fuck are my letters? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's so sad because, like, obviously she kept those letters for a reason. Yeah. And, like, someone who didn't feel the same wouldn't have kept them. No. No. So, like, no. It, I feel like he was probably there just, like, trying to find the love that he probably was never never able to to achieve or yeah, be like, with like we had just talked about how when you're with someone that you lo- like love especially in the new phases or like yeah. the like start of a of an like a really like turbulent like romance you want to be together all the, time. all the time but it seems like he probably never was able to do well, that with her yeah and she knew that so yeah. she stayed in her marriage yeah or a relationship or whatever because yeah. that was secure and she was able to actually see the person yeah but then he was probably saying like i'm free now yeah yeah (laughs) we can spend eternity together now i'm looking for you now so that we can be together now yeah oh my gosh that's so sad so yeah all right well mine's not quite as cute yeah mine was super cute i'm sorry guys it wasn't scary no let's switch gears yeah let's yeah let's switch gears (laughs) although what what were you gonna say although like seeing a sea captain like just going That's up a flight of stairs is still terrifying. Towards you. Like yeah. you're at the top of Yeah, you. just smoking a pipe. Like, Oh my god. Okay, so uh, the story, like I already said, is about a girl named Hayden. And at the very beginning of this episode on Haunted, her very first words are, I know that I have a demon attached to me. Oh, so cool. That's exciting. Great. Um, so she grew up in Washington State in Olympia, which is Washington's capital. When she was younger, her parents would fight all the time. By the time she was a teenager, they were going through a divorce. She didn't have the best relationship with either parent, and she wanted to get away from them. Around this time, her and her friends started going to a graveyard to hang out. And as a way to kind of piss off her parents, she started dating a guy named Tom. He was kind of grungy. These are quotes from her. Mm -hmm. He was kind of a grungy skater bad boy and definitely was not good for me, but I didn't really care. And then I was just like, so my type exactly. So, yeah, that's great. Um, Until I got married. Um, So one day she wakes up and she has a text from Tom. And he's like, hey, good morning. I have a surprise for you. I can't wait to give this to you. Mm -hmm. So she goes outside because he's outside of her house and sees that he brought her a stolen gravestone from the cemetery that they would hang out at. Right. And it said Clarence on it, okay? 
So she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Why would you take a gravestone? What he did was super disrespectful, not to mention illegal. And that was the last time that she saw him. So she's looking at this gravestone and she feels like she has to put it back in the cemetery. So she has to figure out where it goes. So she goes to the graveyard, searches around, but she can't find it. But so then after that, she says, like, I kept the gravestone because I'm, I'm like, well, this is my responsibility. I need to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a couple months after she gets the gravestone, something happened. She woke up around one in the morning and she was hungry. And this is around the first time she really felt like something was in the house with her. She ended up mentioning the feeling of the house changing to her family, but they didn't really believe her. They just thought it was her overactive imagination. Girl, if I had a penny for every time that happened to me as a child. Yeah. And then one day, her and her mom were fighting, and it felt like this person, Clarence, was, like, protecting her from her mom during this really, really, really bad fight. Okay. A couple weeks later, uh, she had gotten into a fight with her mom, and she says, like, stupid 16-year-old me thought that I, it would be okay to go da- to downtown Olympia at night. I wouldn't leave even my neighborhood at night, and I live with all senior citizens around me. Right. Um, <laughs> she says she was walking down an alley when a group of guys started walking towards her. They were talking about what they wanted to do with a girl that wanders out alone. What? Yeah. So I guess they're like... Like, a group of guys are walking up to her being like, oh, oh, you're all alone? What? Like, yeah. You know what we do to girls that walk around at night alone? Like, okay. creepy, disgusting men. Great. Um, yeah. So, then, so, while they're coming at her, something really weird happens. All of a sudden, there was this really heavy feeling, and she thought that it was Clarence throwing off some kind of energy, being like, don't fucking touch her. Like, she felt like it was her guardian angel, she said. Um, and she, she said, so that happened, and she's like, it felt like my guardian angel. When she turned 18, she really wanted to get out of her town, okay? Okay. And so she enlisted in the Marine Corps. It was a spontaneous decision, and one night she woke up, but she couldn't move. And at first she was scared, and then realized, like, oh, it's Clarence. Uh, she said that she was happy, like, oh, now I know what he looks like or what he is. And I thought it was cool to have a protector watching me Mm -hmm. and I didn't see any danger in it is what she says. So I guess she like saw him. (laughs) So a while later, like probably a week or so later, she says she had a very strong feeling and she started kind of thinking like, he's not really acting like what I thought, like a ghost would. Okay. And... I guess he's getting closer to her. And she said that she liked that. And it sounds really weird, but it was almost like he had a presence and she was really drawn to it. Okay. 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 Was she seeing this person, like this thing? Or I think was so. it just a presence says, or an energy? Well, she says, I know what he looks like now. Cool, I know what he looks like now. Okay, okay. But like, yeah, she didn't really describe him or anything. But anyway. Right. Um, so even though she's really drawn to his presence in her mind, she was saying that she didn't need to be scared of him and she admits that it was naive and, and like not a great idea, but ultimately she ended up getting shipped out to Missouri for military police training. And then she met this guy named Austin. 
a real person, not a ghost. And she says uh, she remembers the first day she saw him. She was walking into a platoon and obviously she thought he was really cute. So Mm -hmm. we started dating and it was really sweet and they would like sneak off into the tree line and share like a quick forbidden kiss. Oh. Yeah. So they were kind of breaking all the rules, which obviously is super hot. Yeah, right? super hot. Love it. Um, they told each other everything. They became really close. And they just felt like they were best friends. And then one day they just looked at each other and they were like, let's get married. Mm. And they ended up getting married a week, uh, like a week before they turned 19. Whoa. Yep. Damn. Yep. <laughs> Shit. Yep. They found a little house. That's were... going to work out. Right? They found a little house. They were really happy. They were super in love. Obviously, because they're 18. Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. Off, like, yeah. to the sidebar here. Yep. Um, yeah. When you're 18 or when you're a teenager, uh, yeah, you've you've never felt emotions no. that intensely before, before and never will feel emotions that intensely No, your hormones are again. absolutely going insane. Yeah. So. You will never love as intensely. You will never cry as intensely. You'll never be as intensely angry well, as you would when you're a teenager like because that. Because literally your rational thought has not been developed yet. Yeah. So yeah. you Truly, before 25, yes. you do not have the ability to, like, mm-hmm. separate your emotions from logic and reason, mm-hmm. which obviously makes your emo- emotions that much more intense because you do not have the capacity to say, this is not right, or this right. is this is just silly, yeah, or whatever. This sounds like a great conversation for Can I Call You, which it does. is other podcast. It does. So it does. Yeah. Move on, but... Also listen to Can I Call You because we'll be doing that. Because we're going to do that too. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so it's like their young honeymoon phase. Nothing can bring them down. And she says Clarence was the furthest thing from her mind. She didn't think about him. And she didn't really want to. It was like he had completely disappeared. Okay. Um, And then all of a sudden, he was back. Mm. He was standing there with me. But I didn't want to share that information. Mm -hmm. Even though you were my husband, she says to Austin, and you're supposed to share every secret, Clarence was just something I didn't want to talk about with anybody else. And so I just pushed it away and I went to bed. So her husband says, "Um, I felt like I was starting to go kind of crazy. He felt like there was someone in the house and he couldn't find them. Mm. And he said he didn't feel safe. And, but he just brushed it off, um, and his wife, Hayden, was like, I knew he was really freaked out about him. I didn't tell him about Clarence. I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, she just didn't know what to say, she said, and she didn't know what to do. And finally, Hayden tells her husband and, and tells her him oh, about Clarence. Okay. 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 Um, and her husband was just kind of like, don't worry about it. I, you know, like, it's fine, whatever. Like, if he's been with you for this time. And Hayden's just kind of like, yeah, you know, he's done that before. Um, I don't want to freak you out a lot. Yeah. You know, um, and the husband says that even though he was like, yeah, totally, it's fine. Inside, he was terrified. Okay. He was really, really scared. He's like. I know that there's something in my house. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. And it doesn't like me. Okay. Uh, or okay. doesn't like our relationship. 
but he's like, I can feel it. I can feel that it, it doesn't like me. It doesn't like me being with Hayden. Right. Um, he kept trying to say that they need to leave. Like, he doesn't want to be there. I don't feel safe here. I want to get out of here. Like, pleading. But Hayden was hell-bent on not leaving. And one day, they're talking about this, and she's holding a knife. And she said, I don't know why, but all of a sudden, I was thinking about throwing the knife at him. Because he was talking about leaving the house. I have no clue why. I've never been like that. But honestly, I thought about throwing it at him. I didn't feel like myself at all. I was completely out of my mind. I think Clarence was definitely influencing my thoughts. It felt like he wanted Austin to go away. So at their battalion where they are, there's a counselor there and they help you with your personal life and if something's going on. So their counselor, um, they tell her them about the, like, the ghost. Mm-hmm. And so she gives them the information of a paranormal investigation team. Um, and so for, for the husband's peace of mind, Hayden is like, okay, fine, like, we can, we can have some investigators come in. So about 10 investigators end up coming in, and they're going through the investigation. Austin is in the bedroom by himself, and all of a sudden they hear him run out of the room, and he's yelling, I just got scratched. What? Yeah, and there's an actual photo of this, so we oh. can put it up on our Instagram. Um, he was obviously really upset, and these cuts were pretty deep, and at that point... He was like, I'm out of here. Clearly this thing doesn't want me here. I don't feel safe. Uh-huh. And that's when one of the investigators came up to him and told him that she felt that whatever is there is demonic. And whatever is there is there to hurt him. Okay. And um, that's when Hayden was like, no, he's not demonic. He's my protector. Okay. And the investigator's like, that's how it draws you in. Right. You know, like they said, we have a lot of cases where like you invite something in either unwillingly or willingly. Obviously this was unwillingly because the gravestone was left with her. Right, right, right. Um, And it starts oppressing you and then it starts getting attached. And then when she connected with her husband, that's when it realized it was losing its grasp on her. So that's when it started becoming dangerous. Uh Uh-huh. At that point, obviously, Austin wants to get out of the house. Uh, He wants to get the house blessed. uh, If they're staying, he doesn't want to be in danger, and he wants to protect his family. And Hayden fucking says to him, well, Clarence can stay, and you can fuck off. What? To her husband. Okay. Right. Okay? Okay, no. Um, And... they're like, you know, like, do you think it's Clarence kind of manipulating yeah, you? Yeah. And she's like, it definitely feels like something bigger had an influence on me. Um, something was seriously going on. I don't know what else to say. Our marriage was falling apart. And I told him, you can get out of the house and you can leave. And she says, I was trying different avenues of how to fix it. And it just didn't work. And she looks at Austin and says, You are easily the love of my life. You were the love of my life. I'm so sorry. And that's it. Oh. Literally, this ghost broke up her marriage. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know if, like, if Clarence is still with her or not. They don't give an update on it. Oh. Yeah. I just don't understand, like, how it was able to, like, convince her so much that it was like 
the per like she, I'm assuming she didn't have sex with this ghost. No, right? Like, and you hear about people doing that. Too. Yeah, you hear about like that's what? that's happened. Yeah, but yeah, just he's my protector, and you can fuck off. That's your husband, bitch. Yeah, no, that's not okay. Like, like your husband's your physical protector. You dumb nut. You dumb nut. Oh my and gosh. that's the whole story. Okay, I think just because our new format, we're going to be doing shorter episodes, and we had a lot to say at the beginning of the episode. We're going to skip the hometown haunt this week, and then if you guys just want to write in your hometown stories or your personal paranormal stories, you can email us at paranormalpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us uh, on Instagram or Twitter, and we'll read your stories on the next episode. Um and we can play a game of fuck Mary kill yes which you have an idea for and which you have yet to share for. it yeah so since we're doing like stories about couples yeah and both of our stories involve three people let's pick three different couples that you would be a thruple with like fuck Mary kill couples do you know what I mean oh I see okay like, okay but yeah. any of them like any like couples? famous couples, Fam- famous yes. couples, any couples? No, yeah. of course. Your mom like, and dad. Your yeah. <laughs> That's so. We're gonna pick our couples now, and then we'll we'll be back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, we're back. We've picked our couples. Yep. Do you want to go? You go first. Yeah. I do. Okay. Okay. So Justin and Haley Bieber. Okay. Uh, Sean Mendez and Camilla Cabello. Okay. And Paul Rudd and his wife Julie Yeager. Okay, so I'm going to, oh my god, oh my god, right off the hop, I'm killing Sean and Camila. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm not into them. I'm really not into it. Okay, okay. Uh, well, fuck Justin and Haley. Okay, yep. I feel like they would have really good sex. Yeah, I feel like they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I will marry Mary Paul Rudd. Rudd. And, and Yeah. Yep, that, that's... That's what I would do. Great. Well. Yeah. Okay, I've got something for you. Okay. Kim and Kanye. Okay. <laughs> Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Okay. And Harry and Meghan Markle. Okay. Um, what was the first one? Kanye and Kim. Have sex with them. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Okay, Rhea Perlman, and then who was the... Danny... Okay, Danny Danny DeVito, yes, because that was just sticking in my head, and nothing else is sticking. So what do you want to do with them? Oh, and Harry and Meghan. Yeah. So, I would, yes, have sex with uh, Kim and Kanye. Kanye. Okay. I would marry Harry and Meghan, Mm -hmm. and then kill Danny and Rhea. I would kill Danny and Rhea. You would? Yeah. I think I would have sex with Harry and Meghan... Mm, I feel like they wouldn't have that, like, I feel like it wouldn't be that great. I would marry Kim and Kanye only because I want... Their life? Yeah. I want their money. I want their lifestyle. I want to, like, go to the gym with Kim. True. Like, (laughs) this is what I want. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Go shopping together. I mean, I, I would marry... Harry and Meghan before they left the royals. Well, that's the problem. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's that too. Guys, thanks for listening to Paranormal. Sorry we've been gone so long. Follow us on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram. It's at ParanormalPod underscore on 
Instagram, right? And yeah. this at Paranormal Pod on Twitter. Yeah. And you can email follow, us. Email us, paranormalpod at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter. It's at Nicolina Savelli or at Splendora underscore. I'm probably going to make a return soon. So, I mean, yeah, it's fine. And that's it. Stay spooky, everybody. All that showbiz, baby. <laughs>